This is the American Medical Association's COVID-19 Update podcast. This is part of an ongoing series featuring critical insights from the physicians and healthcare professionals on the front lines of the pandemic. Hello, this is the American Medical Association's COVID-19 update. Today, we're taking our weekly look at the numbers, trends, and latest news about COVID-19 with AMA's Director of Science, Medicine, and Public Health, Andrea Garcia in Chicago. I'm Todd Unger, AMA's Chief Experience Officer, also in Chicago. Andrea, the big news over the weekend, of course, was Louisiana and Hurricane Ida. Uh, It's a state that's already struggling with a COVID surge. Then on top of that, you got complications from the hurricane. Can you talk about what's happening there and how preparations were complicated uh, by the pandemic? Yeah, certainly. Thanks for having me, Todd. Um, I, I think you know the hospitals in Louisiana are really facing two public health emergencies at once. In trying to prepare for Hurricane Ida, we know some of these hospitals would normally have opted to move patients either further inland or even out of state. But with so many hospitals already stretched to capacity due to COVID-19, moving patients became really difficult, if not impossible. Uh, Louisiana's medical director went as far as asking residents last Friday to avoid unnecessary emergency room visits to preserve what little capacity was left. And public health officials now are concerned because the hurricane may ultimately affect the state's high COVID-19 caseloads as we see people sort of fleeing their homes to, to, to stay with relatives or to stay in shelters, and that could create conditions conducive to the spread of the virus. And we know the situation in Louisiana, um, they have the country's fifth highest COVID hospitalization rate and a pretty low COVID vaccination rate, which is, I think, well below 50% at this point. Well, I know we're just really being able to kind of take stock of what's happened uh, their powers out, uh, uh, really tough situation. Any early read on the aftermath so far? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's too soon to really know the full extent of the damage either in Louisiana or in, in neighboring Mississippi. We are hearing about hospitals in Southeast Louisiana that have sustained roof damage, water leaks, and you know, at least three of the hospitals directly in the path of the storm are now evacuating their patients with power out, like you mentioned, throughout the region and the water supply also shut down. Some hospitals are relying on generator power and water wells on site. I think if there is a positive, it's that so far, few people are coming into the hospitals with injuries from the storm, but that is still early, so that could change. I think the other pressing thing these hospitals are gonna be facing is, is related to staffing and their employees. I mean, certainly hospitals, staffing were on site throughout the emergency, but they have to worry about whether their homes were destroyed, the situation their family's in, and then you have to be able to get other healthcare providers to the hospital to relieve those who sort of rode out the storm in that situation. And we know healthcare workers are already stretched to the max with the pandemic, so um, really a, a difficult situation. I'm not sure I could have thought of another way to add stress to a situation I saw uh, pictures of physicians, residents, medical students hunkered down uh, in their quarters uh, down in New Orleans. Their thoughts are with them, their healthcare teams, and everyone down there. Um, uh, in speaking of, you know, the situation with the hurricane, uh, you know, we'll continue to monitor that situation down there. Uh, timing is so important uh, given the the new high we're seeing with hospitalizations across the country. 
sadly, a number we haven't seen since the winter peak before vaccinations. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, that's that's right. The U.S. reached a daily average of more than 100,000 hospitalized COVID-19 patients over the past week. That is higher than any previous surge except last winter's. And you'll remember at that point, we were seeing nearly 140,000 people hospitalized per day. But as you noted, that was before the U.S. population was eligible to get vaccinated on a large scale. So to be seeing this number now, I think it's, it's certainly concerning. Hospitalizations nationwide have increased by nearly 500% in the past two months. And again, that's particularly across the Southern states. It's fueled by some of the country's lowest vaccination rate and, and widespread opposition to evidence-based public health measures like mask requirements. You know, the influx of patients is really straining hospitals, is straining our healthcare workforce. Deaths are rising to more than a thousand per day. That's first time since March that we've seen it at those levels. And cases are at 39,048,678. So we are averaging about 156,000 cases per day at this point. The strain that this is placing on the healthcare system, uh, both in terms of infrastructure, but also in terms of, um, of the staffing and personnel. Uh, can you give us a little bit more uh, specific on that? Yeah, so we, we know that there's a shortage of bedside nurses and that's complicating efforts both to treat hospitalized COVID-19 patients, but it's also leading to longer emergency room waiting times for those people who um, need care. So in August alone, one in five ICUs had reached or exceeded 95% of full beds. We know Alabama was one of the first states to run out of ICU beds. Uh, we, we, we are hearing that the University of Tennessee Medical Center in Knoxville on Thursday requested assistance from the National Guard. Based on data from HHS, Florida has the most hospitalized patients than any other state due to COVID, and that is followed by Texas. In previous surges, hospitals had been forced to expand capacity by creating makeshift ICUs in, in areas reserved typically for other care, like hallways or other spare rooms. And we are certainly at that point again in a number of states. Well, that is scary. And in the, a lot of those states where mask mandates are, are being opposed, the situation is very dire. Um, we know that a lot of this uh, hospitalization uh, surge has been driven by the Delta variant, particularly in unvaccinated populations. Uh, any progress on the vaccination front in terms of pace in this past week? You took care of the nation. It's time for the nation to take care of you. The AMA stood by America's physicians and patients during the pandemic, and we're not stopping there. We're fixing prior authorization, leading the charge on Medicare payment reform, supporting telehealth, fighting scope creep, and reducing physician burnout. It's time to rebuild, and the AMA is ready. To learn more about the AMA Recovery Plan for America's Physicians, go to ama-assn.org slash time to rebuild. So some, um, right now we're at 204.7 million people or 61.7% of the population that have received at least one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine and about 173.8 million people, or 52.4%, who are fully vaccinated. As of Friday, the seven-day average for the number of administered doses reported by the CDC was 
877,756. So that's about a 6% increase from the previous week. So that's a good sign. Um, the CDC also reported that about 955,000 fully vaccinated people have received an additional dose of the vaccine since August 13th. And that's when the FDA authorized and the CDC recommended third doses for some immunocompromised patients. Um, this figure does not include the estimated 1.2 million people in the U.S. who received unauthorized additional doses prior to that mid-August recommendation. Hmm. Well, we know another complicating factor is uh, back to school, seeing a lot of uh, young people heading back uh, right now. Uh, we talked with Dr. Paul Offit last week uh, about the rising COVID cases and hospitalizations in uh, children and young people and different approaches to safety protocols among schools. Is there any news on that front? I think the biggest news there is that the U.S. Department of Education has initiated an investigation into five states whose prohibitions on universal mask mandates in schools may run counter to civil rights laws that protect students with disabilities who may be at higher risk for severe illness. So the five affected states are Iowa, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Utah. The Department of Education said they are not currently investigating Florida, Texas, Arkansas, or Arizona, because the bans on universal indoor masks in those jurisdictions are either not being forced in schools due to litigation or due to other state action. So as a reminder, the CDC recommendation is that everyone in schools wear masks, regardless of vaccination status, so schools can more safely resume in-person instruction. The AAP agrees with that recommendation, and certainly the AMA does as well. Um, and I think this new action is, is another example of the escalating tension and politicization over evidence-based public health measures. Speaking of mandates, uh, can you talk about messages from the AMA on that topic over the past week? Yeah, so shortly after we spoke last week, the AMA released a statement encouraging the public and private sectors to adopt COVID-19 vaccine mandates. Uh, the statement noted that incentives really haven't gotten us where we need to be with the Delta variant, filling hospitals and overwhelming physicians and all frontline healthcare workers. We need to provide help. And really the only way to regain the upper hand in, in this fight is requiring vaccinations, specifically vaccine mandates. Um, the simple fact is unless a significant percentage of our population is vaccinated against COVID-19, we could be stuck fighting this virus for many more months or years to come. And now is really the time for public and private sectors to come together, listen to the science and mandate vaccination. Well, that's a good message to end on, Andrea. Thanks for being with us here today and sharing your perspective. We'll be back with another COVID update soon. Uh, in the meantime, for resources on COVID-19, visit ama-assn.org slash COVID-19. Thanks for joining us. Please take care. This content was originally published as part of the AMA's COVID-19 daily video updates. Find the latest at ama-assn.org slash COVID update. Subscribe to other great AMA podcasts available wherever you listen to yours or visit ama-assn.org slash podcasts. Thank you for listening.